0: Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Ryan, this week, and joining me uh, is my guest co-host, Dustin. Dustin, how's it going?
1: I am doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes. I, uh, you know, I did not do the traditional search through the back catalog to see when you were last on. Um, we have the, oh. we have access to like this handy internet thing. And I I'm can talking, tell you. Oh, you can.
1: Yeah because it was the launch of Outriders back in April I believe.
0: Oh there it is. Uh random cutscenes of climbing is the episode <laughs> That's name. That's it. Uh episode 463 so uh over just over a year ago you Yeah. Were on the
1: show. Well there we go and it feels like uh it feels like Outriders is a distant memory though. <laughs>
0: Yes, although they did have that expansion and I heard good things, but uh, I have not gone back to those good things. So
1: I as well. I saw it pop up. I was curious and that's where uh, that's where it ended.
0: Yes. Well, there's so many games and it's so funny because uh, part of that is due to the fact that we we both subscribe to Game Pass. So there's always something uh, new. And for those wondering at home, uh, I should have I think we mentioned it a couple episodes Um, Jocelyn's on vacation for the next couple weeks. So we're going to have guests starting with Dustin. And next week we're going to have, uh, Josh, uh, Babylon redeemer from discord to talk about, he does he doesn't work for discord. He's from our discord. I should mention, (laughs) although that'd be
1: cool. That would would be a bonus.
0: (laughs) Yes, it would, it would. Uh, but Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe the, the offers in the mail, who knows? But, uh, He's going to be on the show to help me break down uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and we will be keeping that spoiler free. I know we have some folks in the community that are looking to enter spoiler free, so we'll do our best to keep it spoiler free. But this week we have uh, Dustin on. We're going to talk about uh, As Dusk Falls as our main video game, which just arrived on Xbox Game Pass. And both uh, Dustin and I played this. We played it last night, so we bumped the show a day so we could get some game time with it. Mm-hmm. And we played it on Xbox, and uh, yeah, things went places.
1: <laughs> like it was, they went uh, there. They went there fast. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now you had played a little bit further ahead and had basically you were sort of experiencing choosing the opposite stuff and sometimes in video games when you you know you're it's the illusion of choice and it's very much like well if you go down this road you'll have uh blue shoes and if you go down that road well you'll have muddy shoes and and that's the difference but in this game uh no there are uh characters lives at stake there are vastly different conversations happening and uh yeah it's it's a wild ride
1: so should we talk about what the what type of game it is
0: Yes, for sure. Let's start with that. Uh, so yeah, As Dust Falls is this narrative choice-based game. Um, it's, you know, how would you describe it? Like you had said that it's kind of like several different stories. It's not just those a cast of characters that are introduced at the beginning, right?
1: Right. It's, it's yeah, it, I think it starts off down down one path to get you going. And it looks like it's almost broken up into three chapters at a time. Uh, and yeah, once they hit that third chapter, things kind of switched, uh, switched angles a little bit, and and started down a, a new road into kind of some place you didn't expect it going from when you first loaded in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the interesting part here is like, okay, like we talked about the quarry a couple weeks in a row, and it's kind of interesting for us to shift over to As Dust Falls, which is traditionally a very similar game. It's story based. You're given you know choices in terms of uh, dialogue options and 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 basically character decisions. But uh, you've also got QuickTime events, so there are a lot of QuickTime events. Um, but like the quarry, as dust falls has a lot of interesting multiplayer options, and similar to the quarry, has a eight player uh, multiplayer mode in which you can all queue in. The difference being is that when you choose something, your your name is is put to that choice, uh, and then the game basically says like, okay, majority rules, whoever. Uh, whichever choice got the most votes that's the one we go with so it is like a group playthrough um unlike the Mm -hmm. quarry where i mean if there was a tie it went to the host which was me when we were playing with jocelyn um but in as dust falls i quickly learned that it's random because there's two of us it's always 50 50 if we disagree and it goes random which is always fun to see (laughs)
1: definitely especially when you when you have different takes on the situation whether it's a history or or where you want to see the game go it's it's I want to go this way. You want to go that way. And the game just literally uh, flips the coin.
0: Yes. Yeah. And it, and it shows you as it doesn't show a a coin flipping, but it does show you um, the randomizer, like going between the two choices. Now there is an option to, there's an override option, which basically each player. So uh, Dustin and I both got three overrides and you can hit that button to basically tell the game, no, I'm locking in my choice. Uh, We didn't, we didn't really use the overrides outside of testing, uh, but there was, I think, one moment where there was a choice that where you had said, "If if I didn't choose where you were going, you were good, just going to use the override because you wanted to see where it would go."
1: Right. So, like Ryan said, I played the uh, I played solo player ahead of him, uh, and then when we grouped up, uh, I wanted to see what options I missed. So uh, again, like Ryan said, you know, there's there's various um, paths that you can choose, but uh, I think majority of them would probably just loop back to the same spot uh, with a different dialogue in between. But every now and again, you do get a, uh, I guess we'll call it a 50-50 path. And if you don't, I guess we we hit the one spot right on this particular 50-50 where we had to agree, where the game forced us to agree to go down the left or the right, so to speak, uh, in order to progress the story. Because we did split and the game said, no, it has to be majority here.
0: Hmm yeah that was interesting again like they've really done some interesting choices here because i find like a lot of multiplayer options that are that are put into games that normally wouldn't have it it's kind of like uh okay yeah no you can just play together and we'll just we'll it's a very loose setup in terms of but this really takes it in, into effect of like okay like we've thought about what happens when we need the players to agree and there's um i don't believe there's like a timer. Um, it's sort of like in The Walking Dead from Telltale, there would be these critical choices. And there are those moments where it says, like, this will choose a path for you um, in in, uh, *In As Dust Falls. And basically it's saying, like, look, like you can take as much time to deliberate as you want, but you have to agree here. And that chooses a path for you. Um, but there are other times when, like... Uh, well, there's the other thing with the QuickTime events... Where you and I, right. we both have to pass them. Like we're both doing it and we tested it like, okay, what happens? I think we were doing the dishes, which again, in the story, <laughs> the context of the story, it makes sense. But to everyone at home, it's like, great, you did a mini game where you, you did the dishes and um, we thought, well, let's test it out. Like, so I succeeded and Dustin failed to do the dishes. And what does he do? He drops a plate um which did help with packing we did not have to
1: yeah it sped up the packing process <laughs> yeah.
0: that was your joke I stole it he that was your joke while we were playing and it's like well that's one less dish to wash <laughs> so our pack right. rather uh so there's like a lot of interesting stuff there which really um unlike the quarry where it is very you play these characters I play these characters and the controller gets passed back and forth um When we were doing Couch Co-op, but when you're doing online, it's like you're both playing at the same time. But the the you know uh, the QuickTime events didn't feel as like connected. Whereas in this, the QuickTime events are like, no, we we're both playing. We're we're both having to to do this. Now there are QuickTime events where they will go back and forth. Uh, I think that was the one where we failed. Is like it would alternate between you and me.
1: Yeah, so that, that was interesting because sometimes started to, to jump in here. But yeah, you're right because sometimes it requires both of us to complete the action or we fail and the other times it is you go first and then i go next and then you go again yeah so i get like yeah there's and i guess it forces you to pay attention if it's not uh, if it's not your turn
0: (laughs) exactly like you are always having to pay attention and you know you kind of know when you're initiating like a a moment where quick time events might be required and I th- I feel like you you kind of know going in like if you're like okay I'm gonna decide to do the dishes it's like well it's not just gonna be a cutscene of me doing dishes it's gonna be me failing or succeeding at doing the dishes through QuickTime events and there's uh like so the, and the QuickTime events are you know we talk about these like there's two types there's swipe uh and I'll, I'll come back to that in the sense of swipe what does that mean on a controller but like basically like moving the control stick in a specific direction or the dreaded mash of a button. Uh, I get that. There are accessibility options. I did not dig into them, but I found that the mash was pretty, um, it was pretty generous. Like it didn't, it didn't feel like we we were failing the mash uh, QT. No,
1: it felt like when when it popped up, you, you know, you're always a half second to a second behind the, the Q, so to speak. And it still gave you plenty of time to finish it. So I would agree with you on that. There's no real stress with the, uh, I guess like the test your might in Mortal Kombat or or whatnot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And again, there are a lot of options in the accessibility and I'm sure that's something you can disable. Cause like I said, QTEs have come a long way and I think developers have recognized like, look, like we know everybody doesn't want to, you know, mash the button and there are QTEs where you just have to hit the button. Um, But there's also the option through a companion app to basically connect your tablet uh, or phone uh, to your game and that works through room codes. Uh, so I downloaded the app on my iPad mini and eventually got it synced. We, we did, I did have some issues where uh, I had to restart the app to get a a new code and then it would work. But essentially that, um, allows you to do the QTEs on the tablet. So you're swiping your finger or you're tapping the screen, um, or, or, you know, mashing the, mashing the screen. Don't, you know, be gentle, but, uh, <laughs> you know, or tapping it just to, to do an action. Um, but, and that worked quite well. And, and that leads into like, well, it's eight player co-op, which can be done in couch co-op. And that's where like playing with your phones, like, uh, basically like Jackbox, uh, party TV or whatever. It's a similar feature. You, you sync your phone to the game and that allows you to basically have many controllers as opposed to having to go out and buy a bunch of Xbox controllers. So I thought right. that was a nice touch.
1: Yeah, and and like you, I think, if, in case we didn't mention it, um, it's not like you said it's not like the query or even until dawn where you do not control the characters at all, right? Like it is you're you're making the choices and you're doing the odd swipe, so you don't physically need a controller. You can actually play this entire game on your phone if you wanted to once you're hooked up.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you you don't have to use a controller. Um, The one thing I'll say, and I think this was there's a couple of reasons I think they did this, but um, it's cursor based, even when you're using a controller, Uh, you I found with the controller, it felt a little bit more floaty than I liked it to, Uh, I didn't dabble with the settings. I know there are cursor sensitivity settings in in there. But uh, I found the tablet was much more manageable in terms of like, treating it like a giant trackpad, basically. Um, and that allows you to move it around. And for the most part, when you are like using the cursor, uh, you're choosing dialogue options or you're exploring an area, which is essentially moving the cursor around and you have unlimited time to do it uh when you're exploring to kind of like see the options to do. Um, but when you have dialogue options, sometimes there is a timer, but it's a very generous timer. And I did notice there's a setting in there to basically say, like, hey. Give me more time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw that as well. I saw that. I thought 20, I think 20 seconds is the default and it seems pretty good.
0: It's very good. And I think it It comes down to like if you have like a large group of it was just you and I playing. But if you had like eight people and you wanted to deliberate a little bit, um, I could see having a longer timer would come in handy. But uh, that being said, on the controller, like you don't have to use the cursor. You can use the D pad to jump between the options of at least the dialogue. And that worked really well because, again, immediately I was kind of like, oh, this this (laughs) cursor setup. I'm not too I'm not too sure. But I know like Destiny kind of like popularized the, you know, moving cursor on consoles. I I don't remember it before that. There might be another game that that did it. But Destiny is the one I remember really like And I like the idea at the time. But now it's I just find it's a little sluggish. Uh, But they do some fun stuff with it because when you finish a chapter, you get a bunch of stats. And one of those stats was like. You like, to, you, you like to change your mind. You like to basically waffle between choices. And I think that's based on your cursor movement.
1: I, I th- yeah, I think you're right there. And as well, like you, um, when you select something, like you said, if you have 20 seconds and you're deliberating in a larger group, you can actually select and then unselect your choice and choose a different one. So, uh, And like Ryan said, at the end, it gives you a little, scre- uh, I guess, a synopsis of that chapter section what have you about how you progressed their game whether it was you deliberated a lot you were quick to your actions you were brave you were reasonable you know it shows you how that chapter went i guess i guess and it shows it per person as well so you can actually i think it'll like you said in a larger group it would definitely open up the conversation uh, channels to feel like this person takes their time this person jumps right in
0: yeah i like those stats and another thing i really love about the end of chapter stuff is it kind of shows you the flow chart And similar to uh, Beyond Human which is another game we talked about years ago. It it kind of lays out like the what happened and what you missed by choosing a different choice or going down a different path. And I really like that because, again, like the completionist in me who wants to see different options, it kind of shows you like, oh, wow, my choice here led me down this rabbit hole and I was able to like there was a moment where. Our, one of our two of our characters were having a conversation, and there's this option to like basically get some information and you can drop it if you want to, which leads to uh the choice you had, which was basically like it skipped a whole section of of gameplay, right correct
1: yeah, like and then when we yeah, because when we did the second half with you, we ended up uh, uh getting to where I was, but uh it was a good probably what seven to ten minutes in between,
0: yeah, yeah, so there's a lot to this game. And I mean, from a story perspective, like it's starting out feels it's hard to say like, oh, is this going to be an interesting story? It basically starts out with a, with a family uh, traveling across country uh, with um, the, uh, the father of the main character with her. Uh, so it's, it's a, a husband, a wife, a father or a grandfather, I guess. And then a, and a child and they're traveling across country. And it's, It's hard to say like, okay, what's happening here? There's like some playful dialogue, you know, between the family as they're traveling cross country. And then they, they get sideswiped by a car. uh, And you basically have to go to a motel and and wait until your car gets fixed. And then the game, I almost said show, but the game starts to introduce, you know, more characters that are eventually going to come to a clash with uh, these motel characters and I mean, that and that's just the first uh, few chapters um, with those characters. You had mentioned there's a little bit more to it as as you continue. Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah, and like and I should say, like, I'm I know I'm further than you. And, and like I, I can say that there's we're definitely done one to three chapters. Um, I'm not sure. I don't even know how large this game is, but it, it feels like there's still a lot to go. And, and like you said, it, it almost did feel like a show like you're putting in your input here and there. But in between, it just feels like you're just you're watching it and you get lost in it.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a very interesting game. And I and I think when we started so when I was testing out the game, I was like, OK, this is interesting. This will make a, a good conversation in the show. And it's a great example of Game Pass, uh, the success of Game Pass. But then when we were playing, we, I was like, oh, man, like this is really interesting. Like it was really cool to have that, you know, uh, foresight to hear like, uh, you know, like looking forward to be. Oh, I chose this option. Let's go the opposite and see what's happening and 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 to and to to hear of all the things that happened in my playthrough as opposed to yours. There's there's some big differences and it was a lot of fun. And I and I really I really enjoyed playing on the tablet. I thought that was such a great way to play the game. I mean, you know, it works like like you said you're not controlling the character, which is a big difference between a lot of the other narrative games that we've talked about in the past. So, it removes all the abilities to like you're not walking your character around, you're not controlling the camera. You're really just you can boil it right down to using a touchscreen if if you want. It's not required. You could use the controller, um, but I find it's it's a nice option. Uh, I did not expect to have the option to use um, to use the tablet, but I did appreciate it. I'm glad I tested it out and and uh, it worked quite well.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with the, the same. I think it's it's a nice feature. And again, I'm not sure what your setup was. When I did use my phone, um, it, I ended up using it for about probably half an hour. I ended up going back to the controller simply because I was still holding something in my hand. And I was like, you know what? The controller for me is more comfortable to yes. to hold rather than that. But again, like you said, I mean, if you're depending on the setup or where you're playing or if you're streaming to a screen in front of you, you know, the options are there, which is uh, something that I didn't expect.
0: Yeah yeah for me like just an ipad mini it's like it's not a it's it's kind of uh like just below like a standard ipad screen so it's it's comfortable in your hands but i could see if you're using a smaller phone or or a phone in general or like a like a large ipad it it might not be as as fun a playthrough but um and and that's the other thing too like you know uh, i was also it's it's also like i think you know you're on your phone throughout the day or you're using your phone. It's like, you know what? You're right. Let's, let's switch to a controller, but it's, it's nice that there's that option there. And, and again, like I really felt like as we were playing through, I think we were heading into the third chapter. The story does really get going. You start learning more about these characters, you know, leading into the end of chapter one into chapter two. And you're learning like everybody's got something going on in the story. Like maybe, maybe except for, uh, the the kid the only innocent <laughs> this, one
1: yeah the the six year old with the clean slate <laughs> so
0: far that we've seen so
1: far that's right
0: you know everybody else it, there's a there's a backstory there and and you know they don't delve into it by going like okay here's you know here's uh, Vince's well Vince does get a flashback I don't even know Vince's Vince sounds like a character name in the game it Am totally I, is you okay, are right all right but you know not everybody gets you know I don't think Paul has gotten a flashback yet uh, but is paul in the game there's there's a lot of there's yep. a lot of name oh wow! There is,
1: and they throw it, at, it, it they do kind of throw it at you pretty fast too but um but yeah and like you said i mean this the story takes place and then you know let's just say you travel forward um x number of minutes and then they'll throw in a flashback based on a character or something that might be relevant moving forward and those flashbacks so far have been i don't know anywhere from five to 15 minutes yes you know give or take somewhere in there so it gives you a little bit at a time and it just keeps um it does cycle back because we've had a few flashbacks um, for the same characters as well, so they keep adding to it.
0: Yeah, and and the interesting part about the flashbacks is that they don't uh, they don't negatively impact what's happened before in the story. You you feel like oh that explains why things are so tense in the car, you know. Like, even if, like, I could, like, again, I'm trying to keep it spoiler free, but even if we hadn't gone down the path that you and I did, we went down the path that you did in your playthrough where you chose different options, it still fits with what happened, you know, driving uh, at the very start of the game with the family and why it was kind of tense between everybody. You know, even though that information is being filled in later on in a flashback or in a conversation you know, and it's still choice based. There's still choices happening that affect your playthrough. They still give you enough details that help fill in something that may have been presented earlier in the game. It, it's just, it's really well written. And, and there were multiple moments where you and I were like, man, this is really well written. Like uh, we chose some options. Like there's a character named Dale. We were not fans of Dale. Um, but Dale, like Dale's kind of smart. Like he saw a couple moments where Dale's like, you're you're trying to play me and I can tell. And it's like, no, I thought Dale was the one of the three brothers that we could uh we could get to our side by trying to trick him, right? But no, Dale's a smart cookie. I'm
1: so, glad you said that, because like you said, I mean there was a uh, we agreed a number of times when we kind of just gone, huh? Well, I didn't expect that. That is some good writing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, they kinda they kind of thought of a lot here and uh and this is the beauty of it. Like if you've seen the trailers, you know how it's kind of set up. It's it kind of I don't know the proper term. But it kind of seems like, you know, when you have uh, a deleted scene um, for a movie and they haven't um, it's like it's an animated film. So it's like storyboarded, but it's moving. I want to see it's like an anim. It's not an animatronic, but it's like an anim something animation.
1: I, yeah, I, I hear you. I don't know. Like I said, I, I keep seeing in my head like a type of stop motion, like some kind of stop motion for, uh, you know, artist renderings. But, you know, I, that's what it felt like to me. And like I said to, to Ryan, I'm like, I, I'm so curious as to how they did this. And, and Ryan did fill me in on a bit of the backstory there. Um, and, and And you really, when you're watching it, you notice it, but at the same time, you don't. So every now and again you go oh right it's doing this but then it it keeps going with the story and it just blends back into a show a movie a a sequence of events that you totally forget about how it's edited.
0: Yeah yeah and I think like because of the way they've presented it in this fashion of like they've got actors on set that acted out and they choose keyframes for each actor to kind of animate between and then I find that that's probably I'm assuming it's allowed them to write like a bunch of dialogue for a bunch of different choices. And they don't have to worry about like having to animate every scene, think of every dial- Like, obviously there are still paths that you have to go down and there's limited paths, but like, it just felt like they had really well written dialogue for every choice. Even if you were choosing, like I was last night choosing some silly, silly choices, like trying to trick Dale into given us pizza or basically just like you know insulting dale to his face who who was uh you know with the bad guys at the time so
1: uh, right and and i agree with you like you said i think they give you an option for yeah you know covering a wide variety and it's not always okay like i know there's some games where it's like this is the good choice it's at the top this is the the neutral choice it's in the middle and this is the bad choice you know, it's not set up like that. Um, there are plenty of times when you and I would split on it and going, oh, you know what? I kind of feel like they're the same, but you don't know where it's going to go or they're completely polar opposites or none of them are the good choice <laughs> or none of them are the bad choice. And the story is just doing like, here's the story we're going to tell. You're along for the ride. You can help us out along the way. But, we, you know, we have an idea of where we're going. Exactly.
0: And and again, like I don't um, I don't want it to seem like, oh, you know, it's like the old school Mass Effect or Dragon Age, where I chose that, but that's not what I was hoping for. It's kind of the opposite. Like, you choose something, it's like, okay, this could go either way. But again, because of the way it's written, it doesn't go off script for that character. It really feels like when you're presented with those options, you're like, uh, I'm not sure which one to go with, but I'm thinking this one. But then the dialogue that's spoken is like, okay, it may not, it's not exactly what was presented to you in the choice. However, it fits the character. So I know, like, in Dragon Age or Mass Effect, it felt like, okay, on earlier games in the series, I'm going to choose this and hope for the right thing, but because your character is a template or, like, you know, an empty uh, template that you're filling in over time, sometimes I feel like, oh, but that's not my character. But th- these characters aren't yours, the player, they are, you know, the storyteller's characters and and you're experiencing them. So every choice you have for dialogue is basically it's It's all written from the perspective of the character. It doesn't feel out of place. Um, so it feels very natural,
1: I agree. And, and so far, so good,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we had a really good time with it. i um again, it's on Game Pass. Uh, it's forty dollars regular price, but I think with Game Pass, it's a great option. And um you know, multiplayer, you and I synced up pretty quick when we were playing and it worked quite well we we had a couple of technical hiccups halfway through but i i kind of it was weird because the game um kind of booted me out of the game but we were still using xbox party chat uh so it's like well it's not my internet it's not the xbox <laughs> i think the games so definitely of server side.
1: yeah yeah yes.
0: but we we sorted it out we we kind of uh figured it out but uh yeah as dust falls is a really fun game uh, anything else to add before we go on to the next game there dustin
1: um personally i'm really enjoying it and and i am the type of person like i said to you earlier i mean i i enjoy a, a lot of games a wide variety and there's so much out there and including game pass um and every now and again you just feel like an interactive experience and and this definitely fills that uh that void and again so uh, now this will split some people but obviously something like metal gear solid four or five in particular where you know you could literally walk two feet, hit the A button, and then you're in for a uh, a 20 minute story, right? That you can't skip or, or you don't want to skip. And I'm fine with that. Like that, those are the situations where I will sit back. I'm like, tell me your story. I'm in, right? So this is, this to me is, is a great void um, that it's filling. Just uh, it's a nice interactive show. And again, I don't know what's going to happen because this, this whole game came out of left field for me. Yeah.
0: Oh, and, and another thing to mention in terms of uh, save states, it's very, again, like the quarry, it's very generous You can have uh, they actually do it in slots so you can have like four different uh, playthrough slots that you're playing and you can choose to sort of progress each slot independently whether you're playing it on your own or playing it. it doesn't like discern it between like this is a single player playthrough and a multiplayer playthrough when you start it you set up the lobby or start single player each time so you have that option but you can have four of those at a time. Uh, but the other cool thing was, uh, I had set up the game and Dustin was joining my playthrough when I got disconnected and you had to quit out. It did give you the option to download the save and add it to one of your slots, right?
1: It absolutely did. So, uh, you know, it could say like, you know, if you've played this and you're moving on, you're never going to play it again. You can just discard it or you can download it and again, carry on the progress, um, as a single player or in a new lobby.
0: Exactly. So it's really cool the way they've kind of prioritized again like i'm just so used to games like you get one save slot that's how it works um it's by profile but this uh as i think from a narrative experience that's that's encouraging you to play with friends it's really nice that they offer you that flexibility so um yeah as dusk falls is a, a great experience if you have game pass it's you know no brainer check it out uh and again like it it doesn't take too long to get going But there is some early stuff where it's like it's explaining like the game mechanics and stuff. But I think once it gets going, it's got a very interesting story. Looking forward to seeing where it goes. Uh, But I'm also looking forward to hearing uh, Dustin, you brought another game here. We were trying to deliberate where it came from. (laughs) Uh, Indeed. But uh, yeah, what are we talking about next? It's like Arrow. It was it.
1: I'm going to call it Arrow. So it's a a E R O. Uh, so Arrow seems right to me, <laughs> but, uh, but what it is, is it's, it's a rhythm-based uh, game. It's very similar to, to the old school uh, amplitude and frequency um, back in the PS2 days. Um, I guess the more recent ones would be Thumper um, is a, is a VR game and also uh, Child of Eden. So essentially you're, um, you're, it's an on rails uh, rhythm-based game. And, and as the, Let's call them notes. Come down. You have to match, mimic, uh, tap, whatever you want to call it. Um, so for Arrow, uh, like I said, Brian and I were discussing, we're pretty sure it was free on Xbox Live Gold, one of the free games for Gold. And uh, and it's a, and you are a uh, you're in a cylindrical tube. Uh, that's the the play field, I guess we'd call it. And and every. I don't know what you would say you're controlling. it. I'm not quite a spaceship, not quite. It's, it's something. You're controlling something as you're going into <laughs> this tube. But you control it with your, with your analog stick. So the left analog stick, and you can literally make 360 degrees of motion, and you follow this line. So the line appears, and it might do like a loop to loop and then stop. And then it will start left, and it will go all the way from east to west, and then stop. And it goes along to the beat. And as you go to the second, third level, they start introducing... A second mechanic, which is uh, I'm going to call it targeting, um, in which case uh, your right stick, as you move that around 360 degrees, uh, it it enters a a target, a reticle, and things would pop up on your screen. So if you hover over them briefly, it it targets it and you uh, hit the right trigger and it fires the, you know, let's just call it projectiles. Uh, and again if you do that to the rhythm you get more points and it scores that same thing as, as like a guitar hero game where you get uh multipliers. so you know you start it with two four six all the way up to whatever this one is i don't know if it's eight it might be eight um and again you're just, you know it's high score related but the uh the level design is is such it, it's very interesting like it's um it's taking like i said down a 3d tunnel and there's just it's, it's one of these trippy games where they add lights and sounds and all of a sudden you're I will, I will go into the third level here. When I fought this boss, I went inside this giant worm, kind of like a dune worm. And I had to battle inside this worm. And then I would come up the backside and, and kind of have to rinse and repeat that. Uh, but again, so I mean, it's just, it's just an interesting game that I found that I grabbed for free. And it actually, uh, it was quite enjoyable.
0: Cool. So I was just doing a bit of, uh, I was looking around to see where it sort of landed. So the game was actually part of Xbox games with gold in October, 2021, but it is, uh, $8 Canadian, uh, I'm sorry, $9 Canadian on Xbox. And it's also on, uh, steam as well. So it's, 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 it's out there. It's, it's an inexpensive game. It's not, uh, it's not too expensive. And, but, but that's the thing like it, uh, you know, I'm looking at it and just from the screenshots, like you said, you mentioned thumper, at the beginning, this feels very inspired by Thumper and I'm pretty sure Thumper came out after it. Cause this was out in 2017. Um, Fair. but yeah, it came out just after Thumper. Uh, and it's funny cause I- I've been playing Thumper. Uh, I, I booted it up on, um, for VR, uh, just as yes. I was testing some stuff out and yeah, those games, th- those types of games are very cool. Like I, I love, uh, rhythm based games and I feel like the genre kind of went away from the limelight when you know the guard the guitar worlds guitar worlds the guitar, <laughs> the guitar hero <laughs> yeah the guitar hero and and rock band kind of faded in you know out of existence but there's always been these you know music-based titles that are very popular but i i just feel like they i guess the last one that really would have gotten a lot of attention was uh tetris effect um
1: ah yes i did play that as well
0: yeah, which is also on Game Pass. And and also I I booted up in VR as well. Just kind of tested it out. And yeah, like I, I love that sort of, you know, Thumper is by no means laid back. It's a very fast paced, you know, action timing game. Now is Arrow more fast paced like Thumper or is it more of like a laid back experience like um, the early levels of Tetris Effect?
1: I, I would go with more laid back. I... So, so we'll, we'll flip over for half a second. I went back, I rather, I found Arrow on my playlist um, because I was frustrated with another game. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm done with this game for the night. I just can't mentally handle it. And I bailed And I'm like, what else is there to play? And Arrow was on the top of my list. So I fired it up and I was not disappointed. It, it really, it kind of zenned me out, you know, kind of put me back to a neutral state. And, uh, and I got really involved with it. And I, I, I would definitely go down the more relaxing mode rather than the, the thumper, which is intense.
0: Nice. Well, see, that's the thing is like, I, I think, you know, as dust falls, it also sounds like arrow, like is in this vein. And I mean, there were some stressful moments in as dust falls, especially when some choices went places. Uh, I did not think the game would go there, but it did. Um, it's nice to switch things out. Like obviously next week we're going to be talking about Xenoblade Chronicles three. It's a huge, massive game. That's like, kind of like, okay, I've got to mentally prepare for that. And I know there's been these conversations in discord popping up of like, you know, what game do I want to, you know, maybe chip away at or play a little bit while I'm waiting for that next big experience. Like, I don't want to start something huge before I go and pick up the next biggest, uh, JRPG coming from Nintendo. So I feel like these two options, as does falls arrow, the Quarry, kind of fit in this in there for me as well, as just have something different to play that, works as a jump in for an hour when you have the time and not worry, not too worried like by you know jumping out you see that save state kind of pop up it's like okay i'm good for now we can jump out and and uh again arrow seems like a really decent like sort of smaller experience that you can enjoy uh since you downloaded it from (laughs) games with gold uh i've i've been i've been neglecting games with gold i i don't download everything because i've just like it's going to be like my steam library where I just have like thousands of games. And I was like, what, what am I doing here? I,
1: I, I hear you whenever I go looking at them, I'm like, Oh, I feel overwhelmed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, game pass doesn't help either, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So the, and this was one of the, uh, I think the Xbox one games that was added, uh, you know, coming out in 2017. So
1: yeah. And I never even heard of it. So, I mean, it was a pleasant surprise for me and, and just to, to piggyback off what you're saying there, I, I play a couple games with services and like you said i don't i if i if you asked me what was the last game i finished <laughs> i would have to dig pretty far back um uh, because a lot of these things like you said are ongoing or i just don't finish them for you know various reasons of uh, of life uh, but yeah i feel like uh, like you said when you jump back into something that's you can jump in and out of it is a nice break
0: yeah and i mean speaking of service games you were saying that uh, dead by daylight got like a big uh, patch this week
1: yeah, I will, uh, I will keep it brief. I know, I know Joss will, uh, touch base once she gets some more playtime when she returns, but, uh, yeah, you know, the big patch and, and the whole meta rework. Um, so that was the game I was, <laughs> I was playing when, when frustration hit an all-time high. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty laid back, but it, it, I've had enough. I had enough. So on that particular day, I, I, I called it quits and, uh, tried some other stuff, but, um, with the, the whole game getting a rework, uh, killers getting a huge buff for the most part survivor perks getting reworked uh it's it's almost a completely different game from where it was a month ago and not to say that it's negative uh i think it's just uh you know things got shaken up a lot that people are going to have to start reworking what they thought worked or where they think they are in in a in a, a round so to speak so i think everybody's gonna the shakedown will happen everybody will find their their spot and things will level out and things will get um you know, bumped up or removed or whatever by uh, by the developers, and uh, see how things look in another month or so. But luckily, I play with a uh, a nice group of people, so uh, it's more about the chatting and the time spent uh, than than the harsh realities of of the new uh, meta. But uh, we'll see how it goes as, as things shake out.
0: Very good. Yeah, I'm uh, dead by daily is one of those games that I pop into once or twice a year, and I remember. Last Extra Life. I had such a great time. I was like, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play this outside of Extra Life, and I and I did. I did uh, pretty good. I think. I think it might have been carried by the fact that um, my Resident Evil characters had uh, Christmas sweaters that might have carried me a bit further. But
1: always nice to have sweaters, no matter what year.
0: <laughs> especially, it was just very festive. But I, uh, I'm really looking forward to that next uh, drop of Resident Evil content whenever we uh, do end up getting it. I'll I'll likely pick that up for um, for extra life.
1: I am very excited about that new chapter. And again, I think things are under wraps. I don't think I've seen too much leaked footage or anything like that. People are still guessing uh, as far as I'm aware, but uh, you know, there's the new resident evil um, uh, chapter coming or, or information as well as there's lots of rumors on the internet about stranger things (laughs) coming back to dead by daylight. Oh yeah. Um, About people, you know, with the, with the latest chapter of stranger things that maybe they're, talk uh, in in new talks to have it but again this is all it might all be speculation i can hope um being uh, up to date with stranger things season four uh, i would love to see this particular individual come to dead by daylight i think it'd be a nice little change but we all know why stranger things left in the first place so we'll have to uh cross our fingers and hope that uh, some agreement can be reached
0: (laughs) yeah i almost feel like bringing back stranger things would be an interesting challenge and that they'd have to address the elephant in the room. And they're like, okay, this was removed from sale. And I think like, if you're upfront about this licensing, it's, it's really tough. Like I, I remember that news when it broke about them having to basically take the stranger things content off sale. Like they didn't remove it from the game. They weren't taking it away from anybody. It was still there, but it's, it's still odd. Like, you know, when you have like every other, you know, addition to the game being licensed, content it does make you wonder like okay is there going to be a a rotation here i i would hope that the dead by daylight developers learn from that experience with stranger things i get it you know bringing stranger things to the game that's a huge win from a licensing deal and from a you know a a a horror you know show that is you know not older than me uh (laughs) you know uh, something that came out in this decade i think that goes a long way to attracting you know more players to your game so i can see why they probably made a special deal there with netflix um but if they do go back to it i, I would think they'd have to be like and we're bringing back the old stranger things content too you know so
1: yeah but that wouldn't be too hard like you said i mean they kept the i mean the Gorgons still in there Stephen, nancy and they renamed perks so you know whatever the copyright situation was there uh you know they renamed those and the only thing that really got affected is yes it's not for sale anymore and the map the laboratory is no longer uh but i know it's you know it's still in the back end so that like you said if there ever was a, an agreement reached it's I, th- I think it's as easy as flipping a switch so to speak in developer terms yeah. To, yeah. to have to have the map come back
0: as, as close, like as close as you could probably say it and and you would not have a developer write it. And I think it would like it's pretty close to being like, yeah, let's let's make sure that that gets back into the rotation. I'm not sure it's as simple as editing a text file, but maybe it is. I don't know.
1: Yeah, right. You remove uh, from folder, put back in folder. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That won't uh, that won't cause some corruption. But, you know, I. Again, like I also find with, you know, games that have a huge fandom, sometimes it's like if enough people latch on to this tweet I'm about to write, it becomes a news story. And then it goes from random dude says a thing to rumor to front page of IGN. Um, And there has been some like, and I I say that and I'm going to lean right into it and say like I have heard like some stories about the Resident Evil content and what it could be, but you're right. For the most part, this is just people saying things of what it, you know, might be. I think the teases have been, you know, very uh Capcom generic in terms like the way Capcom likes to tease their stuff is like Project X. I was like, well that could mean I many think, things. Yeah, It's uh,
1: it's a character from uh Resident Evil Zero all the way to eight. It could be anybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it could be literally anyone. Um but we have uh, one more experience here to go through before we hit the news. And I've been teasing it throughout the show, but I have kind of uh jumped back into uh VR uh I have a uh, I was going to say Oculus but I guess I have to call it a Meta Quest 2 uh I'm not contractually obligated but um uh I think Facebook would probably come at me and be like no, it's not the Oculus
1: no, I think the rule is, is when you bought it oh. is what you could call it. I think that's the the, the standard. <laughs> that's
0: true. You're right. And technically, when I bought it, it was an Oculus Quest Two. So I feel like you're right. I, I I guess I just have to have the original packaging to be able to do
1: that. That's right. right. You got to back it up if anybody questions it.
0: Uh, I think I recycled it. So
1: so so, so my question, my question. So yes. I uh, catch catch me up because I I too love VR. Mm-hmm. I play PSVR. Um, So that's where I've spent uh, my entire uh, virtual reality uh, lifespan, if you will. So with this news that we'll flip to later, you got to fill me in on what the Oculus 2 is like for you, (laughs) because not having any cords attached is a huge thing that I'm interested in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you've got about a week to decide, actually four days to decide whether you want to jump in or (laughs) wait and pay more money.
1: which is why I push this story now, right? Tell me. <laughs> Sell me an Oculus.
0: All right. Well, you know what? Uh, it's actually called a MetaQuest 2 now. So uh, if you go into the store and ask for an Oculus, they will just point to the door and, and they'll be like, yeah. get out. Get out. I'll be directed
1: no. to the back room, the shady back room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where there's there's a Facebook exec to be like, we have changed <laughs> it. It's a MetaQuest 2 now. Um, it's actually led to a bunch of fun uh, back end stuff. Like all... Like all of the Oculus web account stuff, you it, again considering they've like changed you know how you log in multiple times and and how the backend system works. I'm surprised there isn't more you know problems. But but still, like besides the point, um, the the MetaQuest Two wireless VR headset. Uh, again, like a huge leap from the Quest 1 in terms of its ability to, you know, display games and and to run sort of higher end looking content. I think okay. that's the difference here is that you have a headset that is basically running the games on the headset. That's how it's wireless uh, In in the sense like and it's come a long way. Like I think the Quest 1 was more of like a... If it very much felt like okay, this is like a like a phone that's within this headset, but I think the Quest Two really takes it to a whole new level. And like there, there are games, and VR games are normally pretty simple in terms of their graphics. They have to be because again, they're running on a a vast array of of devices. And the game I played uh, this week was Moss Book One uh, and and Book Two. So I was able to get a review code for Book Two. And that I booted that up and I was like, you know what? I never did finish book one. I should probably uh, go do that. And they are fairly short experiences. So I did go back to book one. The difference being here is like book two was a code on uh, the Quest 2. So it was running native on the device. And book one, I think I bought on Steam on some sale like years ago. And I just hadn't had a chance to finish it because it was on the PC. And again, VR on PC in those days it was not as easy as it is now it's really come a long way in terms of like when you buy a meta quest 2 uh if if you want to it really has a lot of options to it like you can solely use it as its own headset like not you know wade into the steam vr and the the oculus vr uh on your pc you can just play the games off the quest 2 and again like the two big ones that that come to, Well, the big game that comes to mind is Beat Saber. And that with wireless VR, like that is a game changer in terms of, you know, do I want this without wires? And I think as soon as they added like 360 mode to Beat Saber, which is basically telling you like you, it basically says like either you need a suspension system to have the cable go up into the roof and make sure you have enough slack so that when you spin around, you're not, you know, hurting anybody. Or, or the headset, or the thing it's tethered to—your computer or your PlayStation—it's uh, you need wireless in that regard. So
1: I am laughing to myself right now, Ryan, because I have I have literally been in that position. So <laughs> when so I am currently redoing my basement, and one of those things I I had have penciled in here is where to get a wire suspension. Uh, you know where to mount it in my system when I when I get it all up and running, because like you said, when they've added the three sixty and and in my case like the the one eighty view that chord, no matter how well you think you're playing or how well you think you're in control of your space, always ends up underfoot, underhand, wrapped around your shoulder, something of that nature. And it does take you out of the experience or, you know, causes a fail mode, a fail state. And you're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So just that alone, the wireless beat saver is almost enough to be like, you know what? I I could make this a full-time game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and there are a lot of experiences that... I find with uh, with the Quest 2, another game that I played uh, was the Resident Evil 4 uh, VR game, which is basically like it is a it, a lot of people would call it a port, but I would actually call it like a remake of Resident Evil 4 on GameCube in VR. Like they've made a VR game remake of that of that GameCube game. Like a, a, they don't like upgrade the graphics. It's not like the right. remake we're gonna be getting. But it is uh, it is Resident Evil in VR and it, it moves very well. It's the complete game as well. Yeah, it's the complete game, and they also have like a mercenaries mode in there too, which they added as a free Beautiful. update. So, see
1: now that to me is is something else. And you have you played it yet, or or no, not yet?
0: I have played uh, a bit of the single player campaign. I have not, okay. you know, got into mercenaries, but the campaign is very well done. And again, like I'm not, I'm usually pretty squeamish when it comes to like the constant movement VR. Like I have. Half-Life Alex, and I haven't been able to finish it because about a half hour in my stomach starts to turn because there is like a lot of movement. You got to get
1: those VR legs.
0: I know I don't have them yet. And again, like I I did a a bunch of different VR stuff this week as I was uh, playing Moss book one and two and I'll likely like come back to book two because I still haven't finished it. So I'll likely talk more about it next week. But those games are like the perfect VR experience because it is a sit down experience. You are stationary. You are the, you are the camera yeah, yeah. and it's basically like a diorama that is presented to you and you have the two uh, touch controllers in your hands um, and you're moving your character with one you know control stick and you're like, you're interacting. It's like basically like a little bit of a Zelda game, but you're, you're viewing this diorama as you move this character through it, solving puzzles, doing combat and uh, obviously there is like that VR interaction where you're, you're using your your godlike powers to move specific objects or um, create specific platforms and stuff for your character to uh, quill little mouse to scurry through uh, the level. And for me, that is the perfect VR experience because I, I didn't feel sick. You are stationary. You are in control of the camera at all times. It is you. Uh, the environment is move is not moving, and if it is, it's very subtle, like a um, like a character in the background. Uh, in some moments of the diorama, there's like a deer in the background. There was one you know, snowy level, and there was like a rabbit, kind of like saw like saw my character come close and kind of jumped off to the side. So it's like again very subtle. And I know like there are a lot of folks out there who Jocelyn specifically who has had VR sickness, and I think that moss book one and two really address that like it's very stationary it's very player friendly in my mind
1: right and and i would agree i i have literally loaded up moss i think i probably played five maybe ten minutes uh just to make sure everything was good and i would play and i did plan on going back to that on the on the psvr Um, i have not yet so i I will definitely circle back to that but um as uh, my vr um a, a career Lifestyle, however you want to call it, <laughs> I did the opposite of you, Ryan. Um, I I I just I sank or swum <laughs> So when I when I first got my VR, I got the Skyrim bundle. Oh wow! And I jumped right in, and I was like, "Let's do this!" And uh, I would never played Skyrim before uh, until the VR. I got on the wagon. I I woke up. I uh, I got through a blit of the cave, and and that's when I had to quit. <laughs> like you said, it it does take some time to find your VR legs. So you know, a flash forward about a month um i decided to jump back in but this time i chose resident evil 7 because you know what why wow went <laughs> so, into the deep end i did i just you know no floaties no no lifeguard i just jumped in and uh i really like i really love the resident evil series so much and i'm like i just i, I want to play it and i got about uh probably about an hour or so in before it was too much for me and if you've if you've never played resident evil 7 there's you, it's hard to explain VR to people who haven't actually ever put it on, but even though the graphics are not, you know, 4K or anything like that, the fact that everything's right to your face. So in Resident Evil 7, you start and you go into the kitchen of this derelict house and there is food left on the stove and there's maggots and bugs and, and the things that you can see that are right at your face, it's, it feels like you're there, even though it's not 4K or anything like that. It is just, it's revolting and it's enough to be like, you know what? I need, I need five minutes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there are those moments in VR and I and I think that uh I, I think that's also the tough sell with um the price tag of of you. cuz you're essentially buying a, another console to play games uh that you'll have to buy again. Um but that being said, I think that's where you know, when we talk about Meta and and their a lot of their products, it's sometimes it feels like they have a very closed system, but when you have a, a MetaQuest 2, you do have options. You can play your Steam VR games, which I find Steam obviously has a lot more sales than the Oculus Store. Um, so you can buy stuff on Steam VR. The difference being, it's obviously not a game that's existing on your headset. Uh, you actually will have to use what is called, uh, you know, Oculus Link or Oculus Air Link. And I actually checked in on both. I do have a, an Oculus cable um uh, which is basically like a giant USB cable to basically plug into the size of your headset and then plug into your computer and it basically acts as like okay it treats your quest as uh like a tethered headset and runs the game on your computer and presents it on your headset works flawless it it you know once you get it set up and you've got the right USB connection it works really well and you can boot up into steam VR play your steam games Um, a lot of steam games actually like Resident Evil seven have like within the same executable, like a VR mode. So you can steam will actually tell you, you probably have a lot of steam VR games. Honestly, um, you can go into your collection and basically be like, show me all the VR games. I'm like, Oh, wow. A lot of these have VR modes, you know?
1: And that's, and that's the great thing about it is you don't have to jump in and beat these games from start to finish, but every VR game looks so different. Uh, And like you said, like Half-Life Alex, the fact that you can interact with uh, what 99% of the game uh, is is crazy that some of these things are going so advanced that it it, it, you could really spend a lot of time in there once you find your your legs.
0: Yeah. And the other one being the Oculus Air Link, again, takes a little bit more setting up, but it's come a long way. It's now officially part of the Oculus app. And essentially what it does is allows you to pair your headset to your computer wirelessly. Uh, They basically say like you want to make sure your computer is connected via Ethernet and that you are wearing your headset in the same room that has line of sight of your wireless router, because again, you're going wireless, you're going to be using Wi-Fi. And uh, obviously there are some like router setups that, you know, if you have a newer, newer, newer router, the better. If you have an older router, you might be running into some hurdles there. But for me, I'm using like a stock um, router that came with my internet provider and uh, yeah, it worked pretty much the same as the link, like just the standard cable, except I was in the other room sitting on the couch as opposed to in my office in my uh, in my office chair. Although sometimes the office chair is nice because then you can you can spin it around when you're in VR, uh, which yeah, can especially helpful. when you're wireless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the air link worked really well. I played I played a lot of I, I played most of Moss book one. I played both on the link and the air link and didn't notice a difference. But again, that's a stationary game, so I was like, okay, I better test this AirLink with uh, something a little more advanced. So I did boot up uh, Half Life Alex in AirLink mode, and uh, I was surprised. Like when I tried it in beta, it was you know hit and miss. But trying it now, full release, it works really well, and I was able to play Half Life Alex off the PC in another room. I had to sit down to do it because uh, I didn't have, I don't have the space in the room where my is and i wanted to make sure i tried it based on their suggestions and yeah it worked quite well uh you can play half-life alex sitting down it still make my stomach turn after about a half hour but i did it and got a little bit further that's
1: (laughs) it little baby steps
0: yeah exactly and and if people are wondering like why is ryan torturing himself with with this game it's like it's half-life i mean it's the first new one in two decades has it been i think it's been well it's definitely been a decade because we were talking about portal Oh, just over a decade. So
1: And that's the thing. If you want to torture yourself, at least make sure it's a good game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or a long, a highly anticipated uh, sequel to a franchise that we thought was long left dead. We'll Um, take it. But yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I, I think uh, it's come a long way. Uh, That'll to be said, like we have some news today that, you know, might make folks think twice. And it's, it's a bit of an odd news. And I, I I actually thought like, I wonder if they'll be issuing a retraction before we do our show. You know, uh, they haven't from what I've seen, but uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, If you want to become a patron like our July patrons, Will P and Paul M, you can go to patreon.com slash the where you can support the show directly uh, and get some fun perks like early access to the Patreon mini and all kinds of fun stuff. And it supports the show directly. Everything we get from the Patreon goes right back into the show to make it uh, better and to keep it on the internet. So there you go. Um, Also a quick update on the TGI game club. I promised the discord chat that I would mention this. Uh, We had some options as to what game we were going to play next. And honestly, based on discussions in the discord, we're going to be starting pyre in August, which is a supermassive game. It's not that it's huge. It's made by supermassive. I've made that joke a couple times.
1: Still flies, still flies,
0: (laughs) still flies, still works. I think I got one more on the punch card and then I have to turn it in. Uh, But yes, Pyre by Supermassive Games, the folks behind Hades, uh, we are going to be playing that next. And we'll have details on when we'll start very soon. Uh, We're aiming for August. We know summer is very busy, so we're going to take a little more time to set it up. But if you want to buy it, it's 75% off right now as of this recording on GOG.com. Uh, good old games, so you can check it out there and get a DRM free copy for 75% off. Um, but of course, if you have other game suggestions, we know we have some folks that are going to be sitting this one out, waiting for the next game. Um, if you have other suggestions, we are collecting a list for future uh, entries. Uh, Psychonauts 2 has come up. Uh, I still like the idea of revisiting Portal. Uh, another one that came up that I really liked was Hellblade, uh, talking about going to that game uh, in anticipation of the sequel. So, yeah, lots of options, and we'd love to hear them. So jump into the Discord, bit.ly slash TGI Discord, and discuss away. Now, to the news. We've been teasing it all shows. So all that being said, if you, like, heard my discussion about the Quest 2 and were like, all right, I'm going to go buy it right now, I'm going to pause the show, I don't even care what news they're going to talk about, um, that'd actually probably be a smart move because come August 1st, the MetaQuest 2 will be getting a price increase of $100 uh, American. So it's $100 even American. For us Canadian folks, probably going to be a little more. So I don't have those prices in front of me. But essentially, American, the MetaQuest 2, prior to August 1st, uh, 128 gigabytes of storage, $299. Uh, 256 model, 400 uh, sorry, no, uh, be $399, but it'll be an additional $100 added onto that price tag. Um, Now, there's a lot of reasons for this that Meta broke down, basically saying like the increasing cost of having to build these headsets and ship them out. And, you know, there was a lot of talk that Meta was taking a hit on every Oculus that was coming out, which is the standard when you develop a console, you sell at a loss, right?
1: Absolutely, I mean they they expect that, and I it's but uh, the hundred dollar price increase it just this is the one moment where you go you know what I'll, I'll wait till it gets cheaper. <laughs> Whoops.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's odd. I cannot think of another example where you launch. This is the thing. The MetaQuest two launched two years ago, and this news that they are increasing the price of a hundred dollars two years after launch, with no change to the hardware. Um, I think to be fair, I think there was maybe one. There was one change to the hardware early on and it didn't affect the price, but I think they changed the storage on the base model. I, th- I okay. think it was maybe 64 gigabytes at launch and they basically changed it to be uh, the 128 gigabytes with the base model. No price increase. I might have that wrong, but I'm feeling like that's the case. But come August 1st, with that $100 increase, they've basically said like, oh, well, also we'll throw in uh, Beat Saber for free. A free digital copy of of Beat Saber,
1: which is it's, it's not
0: nothing. <laughs> You're right. It's not nothing. But I mean, it is also just a 15. It's a $15 game. It goes on sale a lot. Like a lot of people who maybe had a Quest 1 and were thinking of upgrading probably already have Beat Saber. Um, True, You know, so they do say like, you know, meta says, uh, you know, inflation is one of the reason the cost to make and ship our products have been on the rise. You know, by adjusting the price, we can continue to grow our investment in groundbreaking research and blah, 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 PR speak. You know, this all comes with the idea that Meta is going to be launching another headset before the end of the year that is labeled as being their like their pro model. Like, it's probably going to be upwards of $1,000. Um, but that's, I don't think it's necessary for the experiences that you're getting on the Quest. You know, I, I think even when you look at the difference between games on the the quest one and the quest two, there was, you know, a minimal jump. Um, Obviously there are exclusives to the quest two that aren't available on the quest, but like, it's just so odd to think like, you know, I think you, it just seems odd.
1: I I know. And like you said, I don't think there's, I don't recall a time where something of this uh, nature has happened. Like I said, two years later, I mean, most people, you know, it comes out, you take the hit, you build the, the, the data, the build base, database, fan base, whatever you want to call it. And then and then things start getting cheaper so you can increase that situation. Like, you know, I mean, if you just look at Xbox and PlayStation, you know, they come up with the next model that's it's faster, it's skinnier, it's ready to go and it costs the same price. And and it's just kind of, you know, upgrading the tech as you go. But I've never seen this.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I don't have any like inside information. I don't know if it's been discussed before, but I, I think it comes down to, you know, meta didn't anticipate the situation we're in. No one anticipated this situation we're in and probably was comfortable selling the quest two at a loss it was a very inexpensive option for vr it is still technically with this price increase still the least expensive vr headset you can get um like i was explaining him you know earlier when we were talking video games it is very versatile there are a lot of options to, for you in buying this headset and what you can do with it I mean, I think what this comes down to is like they don't have a quest three to basically say like we're discontinuing the quest two, the quest three is gonna be more expensive and price it accordingly. I like I feel like that's that's what's happening here. It's like, well we have to increase it if we want to continue the quest two. We want that quest two to still be around because our next headset is a whole new sort of category. Of VR headsets like it's it's still wireless, but it's more of like they're called I think it's Project Cambria or whatever. But there's been a lot of stories that it's going to be called the Quest Pro and basically be offered at like the $1,000 price point like it's not the VR headset for everyone, but it's there for the enthusiasts that want the best of the best. The Quest Two is still going to be their base model that they sell.
1: I almost feel like it would be uh, again. I my vast knowledge here, <laughs> notwithstanding. You know, to be like, you know what? Just, even if they're going to raise this price, just just sneak in that little. Hey, guys, the, the Quest Three is out now. It's it's a hundred dollars more than the Quest Two, and the Quest Two is going to stop production, and we're uh, going to move along.
0: Well, yeah, I mean they've done it before. Like again, they they did that with. Uh, there's been a couple of headsets. Like they've they've literally done it with their uh, connected headsets, like the Rift and the Rift S. They basically said, yep, yeah, no more. We're focusing on wireless. Um, the Oculus Go, the 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 Quest one was discontinued, you can't find them, they're not for sale. So like they've they've done it before. Um, but I think it just comes down to like from a product standpoint, they've been focusing on this Project Cambria, which is which is not going to be the Quest three, it's gonna be something a little different. So they probably had to keep it around in order to keep it around, they felt the need to increase the price. But again, like I mean, for a company that has i think just this week reported their first loss in over a decade like i i don't know i i, I just sit here flabbergasted i've never seen i've seen a price decrease like nintendo's done that yeah. with 3ds where they said we made a mistake and we have to do we're decreasing the price but like this is insane like increasing the price by a 100 bucks and kudos to them they gave the date they gave everybody like a, a week's notice so now everyone's sitting there like do i buy a quest 2 now
1: Exactly. Go clean the shelves now and, and, you know, just to hold them on for family and friends when they come looking. (laughs) But I I really hope and, and, you know, I hope it's not a trend. Let's hope we don't see other uh, situations like this. And like you said, I get it. We're in a different time from when we were, you know, two years ago with shortages and and whatnot. But, uh, oh, I hope nobody else jumps on this bandwagon.
0: Well, I don't think it's going to go over. I don't think it has been going over well. I don't think it's necessarily going to be like a like an example to lead with i I, yeah Uh, what not to do (laughs) yeah it's it's definitely going to be an example of what not to do i again like i think for a lot of vr players it's probably gonna be like you know what i will wait for a price like a sale this is basically here like right now the quest 2 is a 100 bucks off um essentially for the next four days and and it's going to increase in price and i don't know if a sale for you know boxing day or around the holidays is going to match that hundred dollar discount um again i fully expected there to be like an update like hey we screwed up and we're not increasing the price or or we're increasing the the freebies we're giving out and that's the other thing the freebie of beat it's only it's only until the end of the year like it's not something that's going to be offered forever
1: that's right yeah i I did see that at the end of the year so i guess the moral of the story here is if you've ever wanted an oculus quest Two, uh, sorry meta quest (laughs) 2 now uh you you got you got four days guys go out go out and grab it
0: yeah you have four days to get it 100 bucks off so uh or you know next week maybe we'll be talking about a, a retraction but i don't get the sense meta is really in the interest of walking back stories so um Another story we're going to talk about tonight is uh, the fact that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake is reportedly, reportedly it's not been confirmed, has been reportedly put on hold. This is by uh, being reported by Bloomberg, uh, Jason Schreier basically saying that Aspire Media, the folks behind the remake um, have had some, uh, some, a rough go at trying to make this game work. And they're now stating that, you know, Within their current time frame, this game won't be coming out till 2025, and they're basically trying to evaluate where they're at with the project. They've had to let some leads go, um, but it's been reportedly put into indefinite development hold. So, not great news for this much beloved remake that people are looking forward to.
1: I agree. So, in my situation here, I have never played mm. the original. <laughs> so,
0: no, me too. Me looking-
1: too. We're in the okay, same boat. Perfect. I, I know there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, fists in the air out there right now, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was looking forward to this now again, I, I haven't played it. I mean, what is it? Uh, what are we talking? 20 plus years, uh, old. I, I never picked it up. I can, I personally can wait till 2025. It's, it's one of those things I'm looking forward to, but it, it's, uh, there's plenty of things to fill the void for the next, you know, couple of years. That being said, I just hope it still hits a date. Um, you know, I, I know, uh, I've I've heard nothing but good things about uh, Kotor back in you know as as we still keep going here. So I'm looking forward to it. I do want to experience uh, at least some version of this. Uh, you know, worst case scenario, if this if this does get confirmed as an indefinite hold, I think it might be time to uh, find an old copy.
0: Yeah, I mean there are uh, plenty of options to play Knights of the Old Republic. I think they've ported it to Switch. Uh, it's on iPad. Uh, I think the best option is to pick it up on Steam because uh, there's likely a lot of mods to, to help with that experience. Um, I mean, I remember playing a little bit of it at launch and it it didn't it was back in the day when I wasn't playing a lot of RPGs, so it didn't really stick. Um, but I was really looking forward to the uh, the remake because, I mean, I love what Aspire Media has done in the past. Um, they used to be well known for primarily working on Mac ports of games. So uh, I saw their name a lot because I'm, I'm a Mac user as well. So I was looking forward to this remake. I was going to jump in like you. I'm fine to wait for 2025. That's that's all good. I honestly anticipated the game um, to launch quite late, but this story actually says they were aiming for end of 2022 for its release, which I, I mean, that's surprising.
1: I think that was a shot in the dark to begin with, but, but again, I'm not sure what goes into a remake if, you know, you know, if they have a foundation there, but I think it was considered a a pretty big build. Um, Yeah, I don't think that was a realistic date, Um, especially maybe with what's going on still.
0: Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. We'll obviously watch this one again. Nothing's been confirmed. It would be great to get a update to determine whether the game is. You know where it's at, but um essentially yeah they they basically said both the art director and the design director were an unexpectedly let go from the company, although a recent vertical slice demo of the game was well received by uh license holders so bad news, some good news, but however, later messaging to the development team suggested the project wasn't where studio uh leadership wanted it to be, so like it's it's tough, it sounds like it's kind of all over the place. We'll continue to look out for that one, Um, but yeah, hoping that we get a confirmation that it's still good to go. But this last story we have here is a bit of a shock in the sense that um, I figured PlayStation would do it first because they've they did that big announcement of like you know an exchange of money, big partnership with Discord. Uh, But no, Discord voice chat will be coming to Xbox consoles, and if you're an Xbox Insider. It's available today you can test this out right now um yeah how do you feel about well i mean considering you and i both played uh xbox and the first <laughs> your first uh <laughs> y- you called me on discord i'm like should we just use xbox party i mean i know like xbox party chat is not the greatest and discords are you know our reaction our first reaction and uh yeah like how do you feel about this news that discord voice chats come into xbox
1: uh, I am ear to ear over here like this this news like you said I thought PlayStation would have had it first I didn't think this was uh, even in the distant future for Xbox and for oh, I am so excited about this because uh, you know with it with my dead by daylight community I I play with Xbox and PC since it is cross platform and I'm always on discord um, so it you know Mike when I'm set up and I'm not renovating the basement and everything's fine it, it, it's it's no big deal I can make things work I have avenues to choose With my makeshift setup uh, for the last month or so, okay, it's been longer than that, but still, Um, I have been able, I I had to load up the computer for Discord, and I have my headset uh, askew on my head so I can hear the TV volume from my Xbox, right? So I'm listening to half chat in one ear and the game volume in the other thing, and, you know, you either miss chat or you miss game stuff, and it's just, it's... It's something that is, listen, it's, I, I get the problem I'm having. I understand that. However, <laughs> this is great news because it, it opens the door for so many different options. To just be like, hey, someone just popped on, and they could just jump in Discord, even though I'm on Xbox playing with computer people, and it's all good.
0: Yeah, I'm so looking. This is this is such a big deal because again, like I remember there was talk that Microsoft was looking to buy Discord, and I thought, oh man, Discord on Xbox, that sounds great. I'm glad that Xbox didn't need to buy Discord to make this happen. But as soon as Sony announced like that strategic partnership with discord, I figured like, oh, PlayStation will get it first. Um, hopefully we'll roll out to other consoles. But, you know, when it comes down to it, it, it makes perfect sense for Xbox to be the first one. I mean, you know, being, you know, their one of their major platforms that they're on, which is Windows. And it just makes sense to to port it to Xbox. I I honestly was a little worried that a lot of these console makers would be like, no, no, we're not having your voice chat overlap our voice chat. Because, you know, the option, once you introduce Discord, it's like, why would we use Xbox Party Chat for like 90% of the interactions we have? It's going to be so much easier, you know?
1: And I I agree. And like, again, I I did check before he got on to see if I happened to have an option to download so I could see what it was like ahead of time. I do not. Uh, so I'll have to wait another, you know, week or two as they slowly start rolling it out to everybody. Uh, but again, I don't, yes, like you said, Xbox Party Chat is great. It works 95% of the time flawlessly, no issues. I find PlayStation Party Chats a little less than that. I don't play on PlayStation near as much. Uh, so, you know, skewed. However, Discord, when you use it on the PC, always seems to work. And, you know, account that to, to for what it is. Um I just think it's reliable. And and like you said, even though people might, you know, shoulder shrug at not my, not my console, not my problem to have this option. Uh, even if it becomes the main one, it's not going to hurt in my opinion, uh, the industry, uh, you know, whether it's PlayStation or Xbox, because I just think it's still going to bring everybody together. And with more and more cross platform games opening up, uh, you know, fall guys being one of them dead by daylight. I'm literally those like, you know, a handful in front of me. Um, it's so it's it's just gonna bring more gamers together. So I'm I'm all for it.
0: Yeah. You nailed it hundred percent. All of the crossplay options that are coming and that are out there. I, I like most of the time I have like an AirPod in one ear and I've got the TV strategically, you know, the volume strategically placed at a point where I can hear it, but the folks that I'm talking to on Discord cannot. You know, to have that balance between I can hear you, but I'm also not annoying you with the sound that you're already hearing because you're playing the same game. Um, right. So it's nice to, that I'll be able to have one headset. So, you know, last night when we were playing As dust Falls, I had like the headset connected to the controller um, and we were using Xbox Party Chat. Now, Dustin, you'll still need to make sure that uh, you say goodbye before you shut your Xbox off because now <laughs> Discord is on the Xbox.
1: Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, after our session last night, I kind of just started cleaning up, getting ready to to call it a night and uh and I turned off my Xbox totally forgetting that <laughs> we were in party chat. So I just went boop, Ryan disappeared. and I was like, "Oh no." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, all jokes aside, like I think I think that um Discord on consoles only works when you have the platform holders the major platform holders um, on board and I and I would expect that PlayStation will have a similar announcement before the end of the year um, I don't necessarily need PlayStation to you know you know to keep in step with Xbox like I'm I'm fine with them you know doing it at their own pace I feel like Xbox is more equipped and more flexible to put discord in I think that um, having a UI that's carried over from previous generations has really done them uh, a great service to be able to add new things without having to worry about like, okay, how do we fit this into our very specific UI that has been designed um, for this console? Like, no, they have the Xbox one system. So again, they just figured a way to fit that in a UI they've been working with for almost a decade now. Uh, whereas the PlayStation, they they, they have a very specific UI for the PlayStation five. And I think we'll get discord soon, and, and, you know, party chats come a long way on PlayStation as well, but you're right. Like for a cross play now, I don't feel bad when my friends are like, well, we're playing on PC. It's like, well, I kind of want to play on Xbox. I hit this a lot with Sea of Thieves, you know, it was like, I feel obligated. Yeah, you know, my friends are nice. They are fine with me playing on Xbox, uh, and, and having, you know, hearing me through my AirPods as opposed to a more, you know, uh, like a, a gaming headset. Right. But now with Discord on Xbox, I feel like I won't like this makes the choice easier. Like I really am not a PC player; I'd rather play on the Xbox. So this is great.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. I I have a PC. I do game. However, my my choice is a couch and a controller. And uh, so you know, if I now if I can actually you know get a little more distance and a little more comfort with Discord still functioning, I'm I'm like I said, I'm I'm excited for this.
0: Yeah, yep, 100% agree. I uh, I think this is. This is going to remove the iPad from the equation of uh, playing Xbox games with friends. So I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for our news this week. Speaking of Discord, visit the TGI Discord, bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Join in on the conversation where we talk about all kinds of stuff in general chat. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, we're going to be starting some threads for that as well uh, as people play at their own pace. So check that out. You can also email the show at uh, info at gamers in If you have some thoughts on uh, you know, VR or Knights of the Old Republic. But honestly, Discord's the best place. Hop in Discord, throw your thoughts in there and start a conversation. It's a great spot. Dustin, thank you so much for jumping on the show. I really appreciate you returning uh, one year later to discuss some fun narrative experiences in VR. Uh, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you on the Internet?
1: uh first things first thank you very much and and to joss as well when she returns um i am triple phase three on all things uh twitter xbox youtube where where else all the the good stuff so uh everything is slow right now as i as i renovate my basement um so i will be uh popping up as soon as i uh as soon as i can uh in another probably couple weeks
0: awesome sounds good all right, yes, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on here to guest while Jocelyn's on vacay. She'll be back in just a couple weeks. But until then, you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find Jocelyn at JossPlays, myself at R. Murphy Dustin at Triple Phase 3. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers in. Thanks so much for staying at The Gamers in Have a great week, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Here we go!